Welcome to episode number two of the Swell Radio podcast. My name is Wallace Chain. I'm joined with Sunny Wang. Today, we're going to talk about one thing that's pertinent in all our lives, and that's setting goals. And Sunny and I have very two different ways of setting goals. Um, and you'll see the differences and also the results. But before we get to that, I want to summarize uh, the weekend. What was like the best thing that happened to you this weekend, Sunny? What put like a smile to on your face, ear to ear? You know, uh, one thing that I really enjoy, as you know, uh, week after week, I, I keep telling you guys that, you know, I do these uh, hiking things, you know, um, on my own once a week. And um, I did that yesterday on my own. And uh, I, let's see, hiked for 12 miles. Damn. Um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff came out of that. These so are tell me, tell me, where are you hiking? What's the trail? Uh, where is it located? Is it like dirt? Is it foresty? You know, how does it look like? Is there ocean view? Is there a breeze? Yeah. It depends on how I feel uh, at the last moment. Uh, I don't plan on this stuff. As you know, I don't plan a lot of things. You know, this right. is one of the things I don't plan. I just feel it. Okay. The last minute, what do I feel? Do I feel like I'm going to the beach today? Or do I feel like I'm going to sand or dirt or in the forest? So uh, it depends. Uh, so I go to all of them, you know, locally in the South Bay. I've been so exploring a lot. This of this 12 mile hiking. hike that you did this weekend, where exactly was that? Uh, it's it's called the Almaden. No, it's called the Quicksilver. Yep. Yeah. So we've done this uh, once yeah. and uh, it's kind of a different, different trail, you know, it branches out somewhere, you know, but um, it's a very quiet trail. Not a lot of people there, even on a Sunday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of dirt and, uh, uh, forest. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Quicksilver Almaden trail is, is a vast network of trails in Southern, uh, San Jose. So the Southern South Bay of the, of the Bay area, um, it's through a residential neighborhood called old Almaden. So naturally yeah. it's kind of off the beaten path. So not a lot of people go there. But it's gorgeous. It's moderate hiking overall. Uh, it's a lot of fire roads. And uh, it's one of the most kind of quiet, peaceful places inside the Silicon Valley Bay Area. I mean, it's where you could walk and actually think. Um, and Sunny and I kind of did this trail a few times during COVID. And um, it was always pretty sparse. I think, I think, gosh, I think we probably walked 12 miles too. But uh, I think yeah, we saw about, maybe two uh, yeah. or three people the whole time. Yeah, very quiet. You know, I, I like quiet places because uh, then I can think because these these are my meditation moments. You know, I call these a uh, walking meditation. Right. So a lot of self-work going on there. Um, I'll just exactly. share, you know, my, my favorite thing that happened this weekend was actually yesterday. We kind of took a, you know, Chris and I have been home for it, it, it's kind of weird during COVID. You get to know your life partners like so much better because you spend so much time together. And ironically, you know, the joke is my house has gotten a little bit smaller or a lot smaller because both of us are working in here and my house is super open. Like I have no walls inside the living area. So sound travels. And if we're both on Zoom calls, it's just, you know, one's ducking into a guest bedroom, one's running outside, um, like encapsulating the sound has been really difficult. But you know, over the holiday weekend, um, we haven't really done much. I actually just checked email for the first time in like, two or three days this morning, but we were out at the beach yesterday and kind of, 
we decided you know, it's one of those spontaneous days. We're going to get lunch at Sam's. We're going to try to, as long as there's not a crazy line. Um, so we got lunch at Sam's in Half Moon Bay and decided to go to uh, Devil's Canyon or Devil's Slide. Mm-hmm. That was two packs. So we kind of pivoted and went to our old spot, Mavericks, and then uh, went to downtown Half Moon Bay. But it's one of those things that, you know, you we planned one thing but ended up doing so much more and made a full day out of it. Um, and that was kind of my favorite thing that happened this weekend. But that cool. said, I yeah. think that sheds a little bit of light of how you and I like set uh, goals and then, uh, and then how we reverse engineer our path there. So this whole year, one of the biggest things that we've done is set not big goals, um, Every year, you know, my company has an offsite in like November, December, and we talk about what we want to do. What's the big picture? What do we want to achieve over the next 12 months? And those, we use a strategy called dreamlining from Tim Ferriss, right? It's not, I don't want my team to say, you know, I want to buy a black Mercedes E-Class, right? If that's truly what they want, I want them to get specific. You know, is it's a black? Is it Mercedes? What trim model? Is it an E350? Is it an E63? Is it a sedan? Is it a wagon? What's interior look like? Do you want it new? Do you want it used? Are you going to modify this thing? Are you going to, you know, what does that look like? I want to get to a very specific, granular, tangible detail, not this big thing where if they originally thought they wanted like an E63, which is like a hundred ten thousand dollar. Uh, Mercedes, and then at the end of the year, they buy like a E350, right? Which on paper meets the spec because at the beginning of the year, they said, I just want, I want a black Mercedes. Uh, but they're able to purchase that black Mercedes, but it's not the black Mercedes they were actually thinking of. So I want them to push them as far as they can to get very granular and very uh, very tangible with their items, but also in that same vein, you know, anyone on my team could go out there and buy a black Mercedes right now. It's not like, it's not inspiring. It's not motivational. So I want them to set their goals really high. And even though they can't achieve those goals, like in 12 months, it's something that they could work towards. So rather than the black Mercedes, I want to hear things like, you know, Oh, I want a Rolls Royce, or I want like, uh, uh, one of my buddies, who recently achieved this goal wanted a jet plane. <laughs> he wanted to buy a jet and I'll get that story later on. But I think that's one of the coolest things that's happened over this holiday. Um, but I wanted to dig into your mind. How do you set goals? Yeah, this is a very interesting topic because um, I can tell you uh, uh, looking back, some of the uh, some of the things that uh, I, uh, you know, um, acquired, the material things and um, or non-material things in life, I can tell you that um, I'm I've pr- pretty much gotten everything I wanted. You know, um, there's a there's a it, big thing where you know when we originally set goals, a lot of the stuff is monetary or it's like things, it's tangible items, but. Yeah. You really need to dig deep and figure out what does it mean to you, right? Exactly. You need to figure out the why. Um, right. So, yeah. So say you have everything that you 
possibly want now. I'm sure there's still a lot of things that you want to achieve and still, you know, it, it could like, if someone gave you like a Porsche 911, you're not going to say no. Or someone gave you like this big home with a commanding view, you're not going to say no. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are still things that you want, but your basic needs are taken care of. So everything else you need you on your goal list are wants. So understanding that, how are you setting goals today? You know, setting goals today is very different from, you know, how I was setting goals when I was much younger. Um, That's why, you know, I think it's important to kind of talk about, you know, uh, in the past, how I did it until now. What's the difference now, right? Um, More importantly, I think uh, it's not about what I acquired. It's about how I did it. How do I replicate that process, right? Um, so that's what I figured out, you know, for example, uh, I've told you the story that, you know, many years ago when I, you know, in my early twenties, I remember I would drive into appointments and stuff and, um, uh, I would, uh, see this hill, you know, right off 87, I see this hill, you know, a bunch of houses and brand new yep. houses on the hill, beautiful homes. I'm like, you know, one day I would love to live on that hill. Yeah. So I drove, a, I drove past there a few times. And about, uh, I don't know, 10, after 10 years, 10, 15 years later, I think, uh, I, I, was, I was ready to buy a house at the time. And uh, my realtor uh, took me to this place and was on, sitting on the hill, beautiful homes and everything. And then I looked, looked around. I was like, you know what? This place looks very familiar. I finally realized that this is the place that I... I always wanted to uh, live, uh, you know, years ago. And uh, when I saw the home uh, she showed to me, I fell in love with it. I was like, this home got everything I wanted. I will, I will get this home, whatever it takes, I'm getting it. Uh, at the time, you know, I, I've been self-employed. So, um, and even though I get a lot of write-offs for my income, but uh, but then, you know, uh, it's harder for a, for a self-employed person to qualify for a loan. So then, you know, I had to put down 40% on this home, but guess what? I, I, to- I told myself, whatever it takes, I'm getting it. Right. So, so that was an example, right? Um, it, many years ago, all I did was a thought I created, I had a thought in my head and then I thought about it a few times, you know, but in the back of my mind, right, my subconscious mind that I knew I wanted it. So I went after it, but subconsciously, I was working towards it. And, uh, and then later, I achieved my goal. So there are many things I, I achieved, you know, material things, you know, especially. And can um, I break that down? Year. So we, we talk yeah. about two big things, right? So you talk about mm-hmm. you visualizing you want to be on that hill 10 years before you were on the hill. And then 10 years after you were on the hill, realizing that's where you wanted to buy. And you were, you said you're ready at this time and you needed to put 40% down. Were you able to buy like right then and there, or did you have to go back, sort your finances and figure out how to get that 40%? Were you able to buy, you know, what I'm saying is within that 30 days that you stood on the hill or you had to go back and you had to rework towards acquiring 40% to put down to purchase the property? Oh, I definitely ran, ran into some problems. You know, uh, the, finan- the financing part of it definitely was, uh, was challenging. Uh, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to get it. 
because of that. I, I, I couldn't qualify for the loan. And then my first loan officer, unfortunately, kind of failed me. Uh, he just disappeared. <laughs> so I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, you know, I, last minute, like, what did I do? Um, and uh, luckily, my realtor uh, had another very experienced loan officer and helped me out, presented this option to me, say, hey, here's a state income loan we can, we can choose, but you need to come up with 40%. Can you mm-hmm. do it? I was scrambling with all these, you know, money everywhere I had, you know, I had to borrow money from my mom. I was like, anyway, so, but I made it happen. Okay. Because I knew that's what I wanted. And I knew the thing I wanted it years ago. I have to get it. Right. So that's how I made it happen. Great. So you kind of put everything, you willed yourself to get to that property at that point, right? It's something that you wanted and meant a lot to you. And you kind of moved worlds to make, get that 40% qualify with the state income loan. And now you're sitting in, in that home. So what does that home mean to you now that you have it? You know, it means a lot. Uh, not only that, I, I'm very contained with my home I, until, you know, I've been here for 10 years now. I'm still in love with this home. Very comfortable. And, um, um, but I think back, you know, what I've learned from, you know, not, not only the home, uh, you know, that makes me happy, but how I acquired this home, how I achieved my goal was the most important thing. So, so that's what I want to talk about is that, you know, here, here's an example, real life example that setting goals. I set my goal, right? But um, I'm not like, like, you know, the style is a little different, you know. I'm not like most people, they, they say, hey, you know, every day, you know, you need this daily affirmation, speak to yourself, say, hey, you want this, you want this, you want this. Right, I, I'm not I wasn't like that like either. That. <laughs> no, that's never right. worked so, for me. I see other people do that, right? Yeah, I've I mean, that. if that's something that works for you and really makes a difference in your life, I think the biggest thing everyone needs to figure out is we're not carbon copies of each other. Um, everyone has a different strategy and different method and different things work for different people. Like the daily affirmations do like nothing for me. They, they actually drive right. me insane. Yeah. I, I come out of it more confused than like anything. Cause I just don't know why I repeated something 10 times or took 10 minutes in the morning to like so-called manifest like anything like manifesting is not my thing. I'm the type of guy who, you know, sets goals, but actively goes after it. I don't, I don't sit there and like wish and pray. I just, you know, let's work towards it's put in the work and let's get it because to me, that's, that's really what's satisfying. Right. Yeah. So I, I, excuse me, I agree. Um, I, 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 in a sense, I did manifest, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I, well, I, I didn't. You, you manifest, just, but you actively work towards it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I the, did. The difference I'm saying is some people just like, you know, I, I wish I would win the lottery. <laughs> and But they oh, don't yeah. go out and buy a lotto ticket, is what I'm saying, right? <laughs> you, you can't win the lotto yeah. if you don't actually buy a ticket, right? You can't actively buy a home on a hope and a prayer, right? So you want the home, but you also, you almost manifest to yourself into putting in the work, right? Getting those calls, dialing $4, saving, accruing. And also, you know, you also actively did things like hire an agent, talk to loan agents, find a separate solution, right? Getting all that happen. It's not, you could call it manifesting, but it's really the spirit and drive within you to get to your goal, right? 
Yeah. Um, when I hear manifesting, I hear so many people just saying like, if you wish it, it will happen. I'm like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You have to put in the work. Right. So I, I, uh, I, I can tell you that um, one thing I figured out is that, you know, all we really need is uh, a thought just want by wanting it right first. That's, that's first the desire. So uh, once you have that desire and uh, you are subconsciously working towards your action, right? Because the first thing first, you have to create a desire in your head. And once that desire is created, you start painting that picture in your head. Everything's this is the process of creation for all things, right? Um, if you look around, everything you have, right? Everything you have from you know little things, pen, um, your phone, your your coffee cups your house, your TV, computer, every little thing, every little parts of components of all these things were created by someone, okay? And start with a thought, very intangible thing, just a thought. And then that person gradually created the thing, brought that out of the mind of that person and, you know, created this tangible thing. I love that. That's an amazing like observation. Right. And that's something we take so many things for granted. Like right on my table, there's this, there's this random planner. It's a notebook, but someone had to like obsess over every detail, right. Figure out the texture, the cover and the pages and the content, right. Are we going to do lines? Are we going to do calendars? Are we going to do dots? Right. And and what's the purpose of this? I mean, this came from literally someone's mind, but they, they so-called, you know, they so-called I'm going to get it out there into the world. And, and I think, I think that's an amazing perspective. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I mentioned it to you, uh, if you remember this moment, it was huge for me. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, we went to, uh, uh, I think it was cross the bridge in Marine County uh, for one of the things that if you remember for one thing that I'm not going to get into detail, but Sauce coming leader. back, driving back, yeah, we're driving back. You remember that moment that we were driving back through South Salido, right? Yep. And then I was we were driving back, and then we had this uh, uh, whole view of the city of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That moment I will never forget. Is that that's how I got the thought? You know that holy moly, this entire city is, is the beautiful city. Okay, we're looking at right now. It's created by created by all of us together. Okay. All right. Um, it came from everyone. It started with a thought. Okay. And now look at this, the entire city, how beautiful it is. It, I, I would never forget that moment. Right. So we're all part of this, part of this creation. Okay. And so that's, uh, I, that's, that's actually almost a perfect tangent of kind of where I wanted to go with this. So, over the last year or since March, you know, we used to have, uh, we used to have uh, bi-weekly meetings, in-person meetings, and we would talk about just the professional aspects of our careers, goal setting, sales calls, how many people have you contacted, where are you on your sales cycle, are you meeting quota, are you meeting spec, and then quarantine came hit hit and it threw our entire it took our entire business plan, it took our entire model, crumpled it and threw it into the wastebasket basically said, you know, good luck, you know, uh, how you used to do business is gone, figure it out, right? Like overnight. And 
one of the things that we did is, you know, we're a company that believes in setting big, scary goals, or we call them uh, BS hags, right? Big, scary, hairy, audacious goals. Um, and one of the reasons we do that is um, like we talk about heroes and, and people that you look up to. And, and one of the guys I look up to is this guy named Jimmy Chin. He's a, he's a documenter. He's a videographer, photographer, and he's often the guy behind uh, scenes. Um, like, you know, Alex Hanold summited El Capitan. He was the guy who was filming yeah. and architecting the whole thing. Um, but um, he has a saying, he just likes throwing big, audacious, impossible goals with the understanding of he'll probably not reach the goals, but those goals will push him farther and way out of his comfort zone than he ever anticipated. Uh, but when he puts it out there, it kind of just happens. So um, most recently when he was at, I think the Golden Globes or Academy Awards, uh, they asked him, you know, hey, Jimmy Chen, like you've done so much in your life. Uh, what's left on your bucket list? And he mentioned just something like, um, I think I want to get barreled, right? Barreled is a surfing term where, you know, the waves crest over and you're being pushed out of the barrel. Um, and he's never done that. But, you know, being in the community that he's in, he's surrounded with like, you know, uh, like, the best of class athletes, best of class surfers. And they got together and said, hey, Jimmy, we're going to go out to Hawaii and we're going to get you barreled. So um, just by stating that and letting the world work around him, he was able to kind of achieve that goal. And, and if you follow his, his uh, journey, he didn't really get barreled, but he kind of caught a barrel. He got spat out of a barrel and he tumbled in a barrel, but he didn't really uh, so-called get barreled. Barreled means you pretty much ride that, ride that barrel through. But um, off that tangent and back to what we we're talking about, we had to focus on smaller, short-term goals. And what we ended up doing was we decided, we asked our whole team, what are you doing this week to prepare yourself and, and get yourself to where you want to be next week? And we started with a bunch of, you know, what three things or five, three to five things you're doing this week for personal and then business. Because one of the changes we had to do this year was involve personal mindset, uh, mental health, um, and sanity checks within the team, because that was really important. A lot of our team kind of lives alone and quarantining alone. And humans are just tribal creatures. You need people around you to push you and support you. And what... I noticed immediately over the two, three weeks is no one was meeting their goals and everyone was not feeling great about it. Cause we do the temp checks in, at start, you know, where are you today? One to 10, 10 is your best self. One is your worst self. And we were getting a lot of like fives, 5.5 sixes. At some point, I think we had a couple threes or fours. Right. And a lot of this had to do with people not achieving their goals and they weren't necessarily achieving their goals, but they were only doing like two out of like four or three out of five things. So we quickly transitioned into what one thing are you doing this week? One thing for business and one thing for personal. And all I want you to do is to achieve those goals. It's like waking up, making your bed, you've already won the day. So everything else you do on top of that is a bonus. Um, but 
this is this played a big part into why we're sitting here today and having the time to do this podcast and uh, and everything here. But uh, you were part of this process too, and I wanted to walk you through your mindset of how you're achieving your goals because you you were setting uh, very measurable goals, very consistent goals, and uh, very I mean. I think your goals for gosh, like two months straight was like, I want to go on a hike. I want a journal and I need to sell the Subaru. <laughs> right. So walk me through the mindset of setting those goals and, and, and what those goals meant to you and why were you setting those goals rather than like anything, say like big picture. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I like to keep things simple uh, and uh, achievable uh, in the smaller increment. And, you know, I, I do have bigger goals in life, of course, you know, I mean, those are the long term goals. And, you know, like, you know, the way I purchased my home, the, the way I acquired other things, you know, those were kind of long term goals. And I, I know that I'm going to get them. I already know 100%. I'm very confident in the long term. But in the short term, um, especially we're talking about on a weekly basis, um, I like to set you know, simple goals and goals that, even though they look simple to other people, they're very uh, important to me, actually. So for example, you know, I've set this goal many times, you know, uh, continues for weeks is that I need to get four week uh, four workouts uh, in a week. Now, uh, you have to understand that you know this is a new wor workout routine for me because I I used to just go to the gym. You can't go out, right? Right. Exactly. Now I can't. I did that for years, and so now I have a new routine. I have to change my habit. So so as you know, it takes time. I think it's twenty one days, you know, to form a habit, right? Over, over 30 actually, but yeah. Yeah, something like that. So uh, I remember that. So for me, I need to be more consistent, you know, uh, with my goals for a few weeks. You know, if I can achieve for a straight for a few weeks, then I feel good about it. Otherwise, if I fail, honestly, even though they're very simple goals, you know, to me, if I fail, I've told you, I don't feel good about it. You know, it's not about, uh, oh, you didn't work out four times. You only work out three times. It's about why didn't you do it? What's the, what's the mindset behind this? Okay. What were you thinking? All right. You can get one more workout in and there's a, there's other problem to me. It's not just about, you know, getting that workout. Done. It's about how am I doing? You know, uh, my mindset, right? So, so if I, every week I come to you guys say, I failed again. I failed again. Guess what? Inside my mind, I'm like, you Oh, I see it. It, not, it like drives you crazy because that's like, right. the, that's like the last thing you want to say. You, you want to say like, I achieve my goals and I want exactly. to go, I don't want to do four workouts this week. I want to do like five or I want to do like something different, but you're, you're not going to do that until you actually, you know, are comfortable achieving those things week over week over week. And that's one of the things I do applaud of you. I mean, you're doing little things, but I wanted to show that side because, you know, there are, um, and I, I think that is inspirational, motivational. I think that's, I have to give you credit because you're gritty and actually consistent with it. 
because I also see a lot of people who have the same exact goals as you do, but they don't meet them. And then they pivot real quick. Oh, instead of four workouts today, I'm not interested in doing workouts this week. I want to go sightseeing for like three days. And then I want to go. And, and the other pattern I see is, you know, these people actually never meet their goals. <laughs> they never meet their goals because it changes all the time. You know, my background's in marketing. And one of the metrics when you do marketing is you say you have your ad mix, right? You have your TV, your newspaper, and your radio. And how we measure marketing or the key performance indexes or the KPIs is we change one thing, right? So say you're at 50 sales a month and then we change the radio ad and then your sales go to 70, right? So I, I contribute 20 increase because we changed the radio ad or we change TV and it increased doubles. You're doing hundred now, right? So let's spend more money on, on the, on the TV, but but the problem with a lot of people when they do marketing advertising is they change all three mixes, right? They change, they change the TV, they change the magazine and they change the radio and then their sales could go up or down, but they don't know what affected it. They don't know if it was the TV or if it was like the radio that really drove their ads because you change so much and you, you don't, you don't actually know where you're going. Your KPIs are all messed up. Um, but I think that's, what's really great about, you know, your, your metric, because you're doing the same three or four things every week. And, and that's what you're getting after rather than just changing things constantly and kind of being like a, being like a hamster on a wheel. You're, you're, you're running a lot, you're exerting a lot of energy, but you're really getting nowhere and you may not be getting anywhere fast, but you're not the mouse on the wheel. You're actually moving and progressing you're doing a little bit it's like showing up at the gym and doing like 10 push-ups today right and you're gonna go up and you're gonna look at your biceps your chest like dude nothing changed right so <laughs> there are some people that just say hey it didn't work i'm gonna try something else and a year from now they're the same they haven't done anything but there's that one guy who puts in 10 push-ups every day and eventually they'll realize there is actual real change Right. But yeah, I also it, it seems to... very boring, but, you know, I think uh, it's, it's important to, to first, you know, it's not, like I said, it's not about the workout, you know, it's great, you know, that I get a workout, you know, I mean, I love it. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's not just about that. It's about training your mind. Right. I am training my mind in a way that, you know, trying to form a new habit. Right. Um, and, uh, and also, you know, like I keep telling you guys, you guys really hold me accountable. I don't feel good if I, I miss one workout, you know, you don't know what I'm thinking, but in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I have to face these people again week after week telling them I failed again. Okay. I mean, you don't understand how bad I feel when, when I, when I, you know, when I tell you guys that, and, you know, so that's, that's why I, I, I do it. Right. So, yeah. And, and honestly, I, I can't focus like I can't focus just on you. I have a whole team and in, the whole thing is everyone's accountable for themselves. And yeah, you don't want to face the jury and say you fail. But at the same point, that's a very personal thing. Right. If I were to yeah. focus on everyone and lift everyone up and trying to figure out how everyone to meet their goals, then I then I fail to meet my own personal goals. But that's one of the big things I want to talk about, because when you set your goals, I think it's a very personal journey. It's, it's all on you. It's all on your shoulders, right? The goals that you set, you hold yourself accountable to achieve. The goals I set are 
quite different. And how I achieve my goals is I have to actively kind of rally the troops. I have to motivate and inspire, you know, a, a, a mass of people, not just my team, but everyone around me to help me achieve those goals, right? So I got to throw things out there. I got to create that roadmap and I have to lead, right? Because for me to achieve my goals, it's not a solo journey. Uh, for, you know, one of the goals, you know, I, I want to do is, you know, Dennis and my personal business to break a hundred million, right? How's that going to happen? It's going to happen from Dennis's sphere. It's going to happen from my sphere, but it's going to rely on those two to three degrees to help us drive and help them enroll them into our story and our journey and help us to get to that big goal. And it's not, it's not something I celebrate individually. It's something that we celebrate as a team, as a collective effort, because at the humans, want to be tribal they want to be a part of something and they want to feel like they belong and today you know that is that is probably my biggest um asset and my biggest impact on the community i'm able to provide say big vision big picture you know uh, create the roadmap and people figure out what roles they play on that roadmap to help all of us collectively achieve the goals that I set. Um, so the little goals don't really inspire me. They're important, but they're not what I do today. And I'll, I'll share a story. You know, you remember SATs? Have you ever taken the SAT, Sonny? I, I didn't. I didn't go to high school here. So. You took like the GMATs or something, right? You took like an exam just to get to uh, to college. Placement test. That's Placement test, it. right? So. Yeah. Um, perfect score on the SAT is like 1600, right? Um, at least I think it is back when, you know, when I was in school, I think it was 1600. Someone could correct me and going through interviews, um, people asked me, you know, what are you trying to achieve? What, what score do you think you're going to achieve on the SATs? And I said something, you know, today I'm still embarrassed and like, you know, what the hell was I thinking? But I said something like either 1200 or 1300. And <laughs> a lot of the interviewees said, you know, why, why, why aren't you achieving like 14, 15 or 1600? Why don't you want a perfect score? And I said 12 or 1300, because that's something I was confident. I knew I was going to hit. I was going to hit at least, you know, uh, 1250 or 1350 or 1380, something like that. I can do that with the minimal amount of effort. And I could say that, and I could hit that and I could achieve my goal and I wouldn't be a liar. If I said, you know, 1600, I don't know if I would actually achieve that. But so ever since then, I didn't believe in setting smaller obtainable goals. It was always goals that were bigger than myself. Goals I didn't necessarily know how to get to when I set the goal. But in the process, in the journey of trying to achieve the impossible, you learn and you grow so much. So instead of achieving like a perfect 1600 score, I may have achieved, I don't know, like a 14.8 or 15 or 15.5 or 15.8. Rather, I think my SAT score was something like either 1270 or like 1370, something like that, right? I think it was like the bare minimum to get into like the UC schools. 
And uh, in retrospect, you know, if I was my own parent, I'd be furious at myself. But um, I think that is why I've always achieved or I've always set such high standards for myself, those around me, and especially how I lead today. And I also know getting to those things is not a solo journey. You have to enroll people along the way. So if I were to get to like a 15 or 1600 score, I would have to go to tutoring. I would have to enroll into after school activities. I would have to get other people involved to help me get to those goals because I myself could probably only achieve 12 or 1300, but through other people helping me, we get farther and we get higher. And that's kind of been the core story of my entire life. You know, I didn't build any of this myself. You know, people have all helped me along the way. And I, I think I want to share that because that's two very different perspectives and mindsets of setting goals um, and two very different ways uh, of getting there. And that's why I thought this topic was so interesting because I used to set goals as a very, uh, you know, uh, a solitary thing. These are things I want to achieve. And that primary word is I, right? How it's what I want and how am I going to get there? And today it's really, it's still kind of what I want, but instead of how am I going to get there is how are we going to get there? And how does this benefit everyone in that process? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, in a sense, you know, I do do that as well for certain long-term goals. Um, but the way I set my goals these days is a little bit different is that um, I look at it. I don't, I don't look at it as a, from uh, how can I say this? I have to say, like you know, my goals for long term is what's what I want is what's important to me. What's the meaning of behind it? Of course. Um, I yeah. So, um, but I, I do see you know, um, for example, you know, uh, what you just explained to me, you know, um, that makes total sense because you know you set a goal, say. Okay, now your my mentality is that I'm going to set a goal at 1600, not 1300 anymore. My sure. goal is 1600. So, because even though it's, there's a little change that I'll get oh no, to it's, it's almost a little past that. It's not like six, maybe 16, maybe the total score, but we're going to aim for 17 or 18, right? right? And by definition, that is impossible because the scale doesn't go up that high, but you want to go up that high because it's just like, uh, just like, a sharpshooter doesn't aim at the target; they aim past the target, right? Uh, like a like Olympic sprinter doesn't aim for the finish line; they aim past the finish line. Yeah. Um, so you have to set goals that are just a little bit farther than what you want to achieve, and the odds of you landing on where you actually want to be are pretty good. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of similar to uh, yesterday actually when I was hiking. Um, my goal was to do 16 miles. Actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I did 12 because I didn't have enough time. You know, I knew that when the sun will, will set, I wouldn't be able to get back. You know, before the, the sunset. So, uh, but but I still I I, will, I I I'd love to do 16 mile, right? Right. Uh, it's kind of same same thing. So I, let's I talk think, about uh, that, right? So let's right. talk about that goals and like business and life and everything. You could do whatever you want as long as you have enough 
bandwidth and resources. So you could define the XY axis as bandwidth and resources. And often in what we do, it's time and money, right? So you could do whatever you want if you have all the time in the world, right? So yeah, you could eventually get to a billion dollars in wealth if you live to like a thousand years old, right? Or you started like with a hundred million when you were like 10 years old, right? The odds of you getting to a billion are pretty good, right? But in your case, you want to do 16 miles, right? But you were only able to do 12 because you ran out of time. So if you were to do 16 miles, say tomorrow, what would you change? Right. Uh, I would change when I start the hike. Okay. That, you know, that's important, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Another thing that's important is that because my goal was 16 miles, guess what happened to me? I knew I only had a limited amount of time. I walked faster. Okay. Mm -hmm. You see, I, I could have taken my time. Like most time, you know, I just walk, walk at a slower pace. But because, you know what? My goal today is 16 miles, even though I knew it was hard. But I tried. My mind is subconsciously just telling me that you need to walk a little faster today because your goal is higher. So, yep. so my point is that, yeah, we, we set these goals. This is why it is important because when you set goals, right, your mind start trying to figure out ways to get there. Like you said, you know, my goal is 1600. How do I get there? Oh, I got to get tutors. I got to do this. I got to study more, spend some time, you know, study this, right? So it's funny how that works is that- Or just take the smart goal, pills. Right. So, <laughs> well, you know, another thing is, you know, I use this analogy, right? So if you today, you say, you know, I need to get to the grocery store, okay, to buy my things, right? Now, first of all, you set a goal already. That We're always setting goals, which you don't know, right? You set your goal. You say, you know, today I need to get to the grocery store at 10 a.m. I need to buy this, this, and that, right? Now, you're going to plan everything else around that too right? And to help you to get there. So, so how you get there, it's, it's di different because, you know, even though I have the same goal, say, you know, I need to get this grocery store too at 10 a.m. But my journey is very different from yours, right? You're coming all the way from uh, Peninsula. I'm here in San Jose, you know, say we're all going the same exactly grocery store in Cupertino. Our path is different. But how we get there you know, it's also different, right? We're going to figure out ways to get there regardless, okay? Okay, there's roadblocks. Okay, there's the constructions. There's accidents, whatever. We're going to get there. We're going to help ourselves to get there, you know? So so that is the important thing of setting goals is that, you know, you set a goal, you'll figure out ways to, to achieve it. So that's why I, I, I say, you know, whatever you want, you desire in life, be careful. You will get it. Guess so what? A couple, Sometimes you might one, not be One ready question for. there. Do you feel like it's important to vocalize your goals or do you just keep them close to your heart? Because I, I, I feel like um, you do both. And I feel like a lot of people do both, right? Yeah. Your, your deepest yeah. and darkest desires you kind of keep within yourself. Like the stuff that sounds like honestly super crazy, right? Like uh, I, I want to buy like a $500 million super yacht. That's not a goal of mine, but... You know, that sounds absolutely absurd, right? Um, and I think a lot of that is, you know, maybe I'm not 
I'm still trying to work it out. I'm trying to figure out if that's something I actually even want and what does that mean to me, right? So, but one of the things I wanted to draw back on your last comment is I think when you create goals and whether you express them to other people or when you figure out, you know, hey, that's actually something I really want and you don't tell anyone, you just keep it close to your heart. I think that clarifies your path and that clarifies what you're working towards. It gives you clarity. And then from clarity, you can actually take the, the very important and little steps to get to that goal. So do you feel like it's important to vocalize your goals and to tell other people, you know, why you're here and what you're doing? I think it is actually, yeah, I think it is. Um, I can tell you that when I tell people about my goals and, if I don't get there uh, at the time that I wanted to, which I told them, um, then I feel embarrassed. I feel that I failed and I feel that, you know, I, I'm just all talk and not walk. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I do think it is important uh, uh, to vocalize your goals tell people about it. If you want to do it, tell people about it. So I, I'm the same way. I feel like, well, especially for what I do, I have to vocalize it because getting to my goals, I can't do it by myself. I just, the goals I set, it's impossible for me to get there myself. I have to get other people enrolled. But I think on the different side is I don't really care if I achieve my goals at the point or not. I know I'm going to get there. And uh, I have a buddy named Chris Corson. We talk about delayed gratification all the time, but I feel like I'm consistently going through delayed gratification. I won't get there. You know, the, the goals I set for this year, I may achieve some of it. I'm going to get there farther. I'm closer to it this year than ever, right? So Elon Musk has a thing, says, you know, most people work for 10 years to like to get to some weird thing. Why do that when you can visualize where you want to be in 10 years and try to get there in six months? You're, pr you're probably going to fail. In fact, 99.9% .9 is going to fail. But what you go through in that six months is you're going to grow so much faster and you're going to be so much close to your goal than you will if you actually put in the little bit of work over the next 10 years. And by the way, you still have nine and a half years of your life left to get there. And the odds of you getting to that 10-year goal is very high. Um, so if I don't reach my annual goal, I'm not tripping. I'm not sweating. I'm probably 60, 70, 80% there. I know I'll hit it next year or the year after. It's not impossible. It doesn't sound, it's not as big. It's not as hairy. It's not as audacious at that point. And you've known me for a few years now. Usually when that happens, I don't, I don't say, you know, I didn't hit that goal this year. I'm just going to do that goal again next year. I almost always double down. So if I didn't hit like a hundred million in sales production, it's not like I'm trying to hit a hundred million next year. I'm trying to hit 150, 180 or 200 million next year, even though we're starting as a dig, but we have enrollment, we figured out how to get there. And now all that's left is for me and my whole team and those around me to put in the work. Right. I, I have uh, seen how you achieved everything in life and it's definitely worked for you. I, I, I can, uh, I can, uh, uh, you know, uh, I have witnessed that. Let's put it that way. Right. You know, we've been friends so long enough 
that I know that, you know, uh, the way you're, the, whatever you're telling me now is really how you run your life. And, uh, <clears throat> it's actually really worth for you. Um, and, and that's one thing that, you know, um, I believe that, um, yeah, I, I think you definitely should share about it because, uh, you know, it does work. Um, another thing I, I do wanted to touch up on is that, you know, uh, quickly, you know, maybe we'll have to get into the details later and, you know, uh, we are running out of time here today for today's show. But, um, one thing I want to throw out there is that it's one thing to, to, to set goals and achieve them. It's another thing to, um, set meaningful goals, mm-hmm. right? So oh, I yeah. wanted to emphasize on that next, maybe for the next show is that, um, what exactly you want, because we do have the power to achieve our goals. We really do have the power, especially the material things in life that, you know, if we want something, we're going to get it. For example, you know, you know, the, every year people want new gadgets, new phones. You know, oh, new dude, it, it is, it is as small as like pyramid of life, right? When you initially set goals and just like when you originally start your job, like you're out of college, there's so many things that you want, right? And, and eventually, you know, hopefully with, a wish and, and, and a kiss in the wind that you achieve and you acquire everything that you need in life. And all that's left is wants. But what you're saying is you need to be cognizant and you need to understand why you need those things. But also I, I did want to bring up, it's okay if you don't know the meaning behind certain things. Sometimes wants are just wants. And sometimes, you know, you could be in a funk. You could, you could, kind of wander through life and not know so-called purpose there's all these all this emphasis on understand your why understand your meaning and understanding you know what you were put on the on the world for and for a lot of people and myself and I would argue yourself included that's higher up that pyramid your needs need to be met you need to be in a comfortable home you need to have a car that you could jump in, you'll know, we'll start, you could have a job, you know, where your income is coming from. Uh, and then you worry about those things, but not everyone necessarily has, you know, uh, meaning or understands their why, you know, including me 12 months ago, I didn't really have like much meaning or, or why it was really hard for me to set goals at our last retreat because I really didn't know, what I wanted or what I was working towards because all the check boxes that we originally wanted was checked. I kind of, every entrepreneur's dream is to work themselves out of a job. And I, I kind of did that last November. Uh, but when I also did that, I also fell out of purpose. So, but I think you just keep working at it and, and purpose and meaning and those whys will all come. And, and that's why, you know, your purpose and your whys, those need to be big too. They need to be bigger than, and I, 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 this is just personal opinion, but I think they need to be bigger than self. They need to be bigger than family. They need to uh, really encompass a mission that you could stand behind and rally everyone else behind as well. And eventually we'll get deeper on this because, you know, uh, what, a lot of desires uh, for human desires, I believe, from uh, the ego and um, uh, very little desires we have is from, uh, you know, what I call the higher self. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can get into that later. And the problem with um, 
the ego desire is that sometimes, you know, um, we set a goal. We want certain things in life and we achieve it in a way that is not honorable, you know, lack of integrity. So, um, you know, very simple example, right? Some people say, you know, this year, my goal is to buy a new car. Okay. Some people say, yeah, I have the same goal. Well, one person, uh, by achieving this goal through hard work, okay, over time, let's say, right, whatever, uh, in honorable way. But the other person might say, hmm, I need a shortcut. I need to get this car uh, as soon as possible and before he gets it. So I look better, okay? Um, so how do I get it? Oh, I'm going to go steal some money. <laughs> so, right, uh, you know, not real examples, but I'm just say, saying, you know, how you get there, it's also important. So the other way, let me kind of rephrase that. And so say we both want, um, say, new Teslas, right? Say Model X, P100D. I don't know what that is. It's like a hundred something thousand dollar car, right? And one person does, uh, or say you you do the actual thing, right? You put in the work and you accrued and you saved enough and you actually do two things, right? Or let's just put it this way. You came up with, say it was a hundred grand, a hundred grand and you went to the dealer and you bought, you, you put away 10,000 every month until you had like a hundred or 110,000. You go to the Tesla dealer and you buy your car and you achieve your goal that year. And I'm slacking around and, and I just said, you know, instead of buying it, I'm just going to take the cheap way and finance it because the goal is not really the model X, but really that journey and the path to save the hundred or 110 to acquire uh, the goal. Right. Whereas you put in the work and you saved a hundred, I may have saved like 10 grand and just financed it. But in the day we both have the model X who's more fulfilled with that model X. And it's tough to say, because I may say, Hey, Sunny, I achieved my goal. I got my Model X. But also looking from like 10 feet away, like, dude, you showed up at the dealer and then you financed. Anyone could have done that, right? Whereas you put in the hard work and the results are the same. The path is very different. And I think the big takeaway from today's pod is to really be honest with yourself and really have clarity into what you want, what it means to you, and what are the steps you're willing to put in to get there? You know, what sacrifices are you willing to make? Right? Absolutely. And you just, as you mentioned the uh, Tesla, um, I just, I think I have to share this story with you before, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to quickly share this with you because I think this is important. Uh, you know, I'm, of course, I'm not going to name anybody, but this is a real life story, you know, from, uh, I, as you know, I'm a financial advisor, I work with people. So um, sometimes I have people coming to me for all types of financial uh, consultations, you know, and uh, there was one time there's a young couple come, uh, come to me for, for advice and uh, uh, they're trying to get out of debt. So I looked into their finance and uh, uh, I just discovered that, you know, they, uh, the husband just uh, purchased uh, a, um, a Tesla, brand new Tesla. So um, I, I asked him, you know, why did they do that? It's, you know, um, and 
they said, uh, well, the, the, the husband said, uh, well, because uh, I, I had a goal. I wanted a, a Tesla and I achieved it. So I say, that's great that, you know, you achieved your goal, but let's look into this. So here you are in debt and you can't, you have, a four, I think they have $40 in their bank. Um, I was like, and you're, 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 you're in all these debt and you have no money in the bank. How are you going to support yourself, survive? He said, I, I don't know. That's why I'm here. I said, okay, well, uh, what was the re real reason you bought the car? Well, the wives started crying. The wives start saying that, you know, this car is very important to him because uh, for years um, he was picked on by other people. You know, he was bullied. And um, uh, so this car is very important for his self-esteem. So basically he purchased cars so he can um, boost. You can flex. Right. Yeah, his self-esteem, <laughs> self you know. I mean, I can understand the logic behind it, right? Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, um, let's, like you said, let's be honest to ourselves. Like, you know, did you really achieve your goal, right? Did you really do that? Um, no, you did not, okay? Um, from a financial planner's perspective, I know that you're going to have a lot of hurt that's coming to you, okay? In the future, near future, distant future, whatever, Especially in the near future, financially, but in the distant future, your 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 you know your mindset it's gonna hurt you for a very long time. Okay, if you don't change. I mean, so, the famous um, word, the DJ Khalid, you're playing yourself. Yeah, right. So so that's why you know I wanted to today you know uh, leave you with that story. You know, go think about that. It's very important. Think about that. Think about your goals. Why do you want it? You know, why do you want to achieve it? You know, achieve it in the right way. Okay. Mm -hmm. With the right plan. Okay. So that's when what you I do that. I mean, that's yours. No one can take that away from you. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure the repo guys already got his Tesla. I don't know. You know, I have no idea. I, I offered him a free consultation. Even after that, I say, you know what, because you can't afford to pay me. I'll help you for free if you're willing to get her the car. He never contacted me, so I'm assuming he still has the car. <laughs> you know, habits habits are hard to change, and egos are really tough to convince otherwise. You know, especially yeah. when you get that like first taste of what you want in life, whether that's respect, or power, or ego, or you know, anything. That's a really tough thing to give up. Um, and you know, I, I, I feel for that guy, you know, um, but I also think that's the majority of, of the world, right. Especially I do see, yeah. that's a topic yeah. for another day, but, um, yeah, so. but you know, that's really what we want to talk about today. Hopefully you were able to pull something out of, uh, the discussion regarding goal setting between Sunny and I, two very different perspectives and a few other insights and experiences, um, and hopefully that allows you to set goals with the right clarity, with the right mentality. And uh, as we say here at Metis, you know, hopefully you go out there and you go get it and we'll cheer you on. Absolutely. All right. Till episode three. We'll see you then. All right. See you guys. <laughs>